T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show about people or organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan, and joining us today is the Director of Community Impact with the World Series Champions, Texas Rangers, my buddy Ray Costas. How you doing, Ray? I'm great, Chris. How you doing? Well, the first thing i got to ask you is all the nosy people want to know, are you going to get a ring, a staff ring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, um, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, yeah. uh, it, there's, it's going to trickle talk, down. There's some talk about it. I don't like to gloat, you know, but, uh, just let it know, be a nice um... surprise. You'll find out <laughs> in the next couple of months, they'll say, oh yeah. And everybody yeah. in the staff who's been working here to get an opportunity to get a ring. So man, first of all, congratulations to the Rangers winning the world series. Everybody's so excited about it all. Is there still a glow, you know, a month later? You know, it's it's been three weeks to the day since we mm. won game five and ultimately won the World Series. And, you know, I wake up some mornings and I still can't believe that we're World Series champions. It's it's really um, it, it feels great. I mean, I, there's no other way to explain it. You know, for somebody that grew up a, a Rangers fan as a kid, went to my first game when I was six at the old Arlington Stadium. And um, it's it's just um, I don't think it's fully hit me yet. Uh, I think it may finally hit me when we unveil our banner at Globe Life Field next season. Um, but the the feeling has been fantastic. And, you know, I just uh, I can't say enough um, uh, about the effort that our guys put on the field and and obviously um, the things that they continue to do off the field. It's, it's just a great feeling. Ray, as director of Community Impact, you're always out and about. And I know there's got to be a different reception everywhere you go when you say, well, I'm you know, with the Rangers. Whether they know who you are or not, there's this big smile, isn't it? Yeah, it's – whenever I, I'm introduced now at, at certain events, and I've, I've, I've attended quite a few events since, uh, since we won, you know, the, the sort of the moniker of, you know, we're World Series champion. Uh, ahead of my name is is a great feeling, and I'll, I'll tell you the the coolest thing about this whole experience so far has just been going to different you know events. Whether you know, I, obviously, I saw you a couple nights ago at the Maverick game. I see more people wearing you know Maverick uh, wearing Rangers gear, yeah, you know, wearing a, a Rangers hat and yeah, you know, uh, the championship sweatshirt or you know whatever it is. It's just um, it's such a great thing to see, and, and there's a lot more pride I think that you can see on people's faces just kind of just um you know stunting in their in their gear it's just a really cool feeling to to you know just to know that you know we we changed um you know the perception of of baseball in in this town and 
Um, and really, we, we just couldn't be more happy for our fans because they deserve it. You know, it's been a long time coming, uh, but but it's here and we're we're enjoying every minute of it. Yeah, I think everybody's so grateful. I, I think the fact that, you know, it, it has never happened before. No one saw it coming. There was no expectation of winning the World Series this year. It was like, well, hopefully we can make the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, you win the World Series, and again, you're you're boots on the ground. You're you're going to all the different organizations, going to all different churches and schools and programs, and and again, you guys have been doing a lot of uh, a lot of hard work in the community organizations. But I know this has just been so special. Like you said, everywhere you go, you just kind of notice it now that people are actually so proud and grateful to be, you know, the community of the Texas Rangers. You know, it's it's this is season number six for me with the ball club. And for f- the first five seasons, we're losing seasons, you know, record wise. Yeah. Um, and then to go from five losing seasons to season number six, where, you know, we not only, um, I think, shock the world, but really, you know, kind of shocked our fans a little bit just because, you know, we, you know, we knew that we had a great team. We, we knew that um, we were going to compete. We just obviously... Uh, you just never know when you get a chance to compete for a world championship. And um, I'll tell you that the expectation now obviously is there for us to compete every year um, for a world series that, you know, CY has, has sort of put that, has ingrained um, that feeling uh, in, into the sort of the DNA now of our ball club. And so it, it's been great. I mean, I was, I had the the pleasure of, of taking um, 10 veterans and uh, and their family members to the White House a few days ago. We were in, we flew to Washington D.C. Oh wow! Let's hear uh, this story. I, Let's start again. So who did who? Yeah. I don't want you to zip through this. This too good. So you took ten yeah. veterans to the White House. Who got to go? Can you remember all of them? Sure. Uh, oh gosh. I well, mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hate to put um, you on the spot, but yeah. just name a few of the names. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jason Soto and his wife mm-hmm. uh, were. Uh, one of our and Jason, you know, served our our nation proudly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he served in three tours. Um, he's he's now a retired um, uh, uh, member of the U.S. Army, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's a great story. I mean, he, but but really, I mean, the, it was is uh, part of Veterans veteran, Day weekend or Veterans Day. He, so it was actually the the a few days after Veterans okay. Day. We, uh, you know, it's a program called Faces of Freedom. Uh, it is a program um, sponsored by our good friends in American Airlines, and and they uh, really, I mean, they are sort of the the gold standard of, of of supporting veterans, and and really, you know, because of because of their support, and because of you know how our front office feels about uh, people that serve our country, that are heroes, uh, everyday heroes that that serve our country. We uh take every year we take um the faces of freedom winners that you apply you can nominate anyone a family member a friend um coworker, who whoever has served you know our country and you submit this application we we have folks within our ball club that, that read the applications and we select these winners um throughout the seat we recognize them mm-hmm. if you've ever been to a rangers game and you know how we recognize veterans oh, yeah. uh, uh in between the, they can stand uh, the up. games we yeah, they, I mean, it's probably, you know, you know, I, w- I always say this, that Adolis could hit, hit about one or two home runs, but the loudest ovation we'll ever get is when we, you know, recognize our, our veterans. And mm-hmm. so um, those winners that we took, everyone that gets recognized through this program also wins an all-expense-paid trip to Washington, D.C. So, you know, I have, um, you know, I have some friends at the White House that are still there. I have some folks that, you know, work 
um, in, in our in our U.S. capital, and, and so for for two days, we take them to Washington. We uh, get them a tour of the White House. We get them a tour of the Capitol. We take them to Arlington National Cemetery, which is a very, mm-hmm. you know, a somber moment when you know we remember those who who lost their lives uh, defending our country. And and then also, um, you know, we just get to have them enjoy, you know, the 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 nightlife of of D.C. and you know, getting to try different restaurants and so forth. So it's a really special trip. But you know, I say all this because. You know, getting getting to go to the White House and and, and getting to meet some amazing people. Um, you know, we were wearing our our world championship gear. You there know, you the go. First time, you know, we're walking in uh-huh. there, and the just the treatment that we're getting. Obviously, you know, the veterans the, deservedly so they get the best treatment, but they recognize they're like, hey, congratulations, congratulations. Yeah. There's definitely a a different feeling uh, now uh, when whenever we you know wherever we attend an event, it's 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 really special. It's very special and so well-deserved. Again, the Rangers had never won a World Series. It never had been in franchise history, 52 years, 53 years in Texas, 62 years overall. The whole bottom line is it's just been like a Cinderella story. Now, I know in your position, again, we're talking with Ray Costas. He's the director of Community Impact. Over the years, a lot of the players and coaches – have been accessible. You know, they got a crazy schedule as it is with 162 games, but, you know, from time to time, going out and doing things in the community, I know your phones were just blowing up, your emails just blowing up with more people wanting to see some more of the players. And how have you been able to to deal with that right now? Because I know there's just a rush of, oh, we want to see if Marcus Simeon can be here or or maybe we have Corey Seager over there or uh, Adolis, can he show up over here? Yeah, it, it's 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 certainly a challenge to field all of these requests, and and certainly, you know, we we try to do our very best to make sure that our players are accessible. Obviously, you know, I don't know if anyone expected us to be playing baseball in November, but you know that that has certainly put uh, a strain on. I mean, if you if you think about it, our guys have been you know playing ball really since February, since pitchers and catchers reported, you know, spring training. So they, they've been playing a long time. Um, so we try to give them some time off as soon as the season is over to, you know, you know, rest their bodies. And, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I was just looking today that, you know, we're 126 days away from opening day. You know, that's wow. <laughs> that's that's literally around the corner. So but but you look I guess at, the Cubs um, for you know, everybody. Keep it up. Against this the, Cubs. Be the Cubs. Yeah. And it's going to be prime time, too. So it'll mm-hmm. be where we typically play an afternoon game. This will be uh prime time. So we're, we're excited about that, but, but getting to your question about, you know, player accessibility, you know, we just, you know, uh, this past week, we, we donated 250 turkeys uh, to uh, families in need uh, at our, at our Texas Rangers baseball youth Academy in West Dallas. Uh, We had Mm -hmm. Marcus Simeon out there. We had Andrew Heaney out there, you know, giving away turkeys. Um, So, you know, even though it's, a challenge to, you know, sort of fulfill all these requests. You know, our players do a great job, you know, at trying to, you know, be accessible. Um, they also have families and they're also just trying to, you know, go enjoy their off season. So, you know, we'll, we'll certainly, you know, make um, the, the, the best efforts to, you know, get players out there, but, you know, we also want to respect their time and, and make sure that they're getting the rest that they need. It's a very, very tricky balancing act, but even like you said, more, even more so now that they're World Series champions. I was also impressed with several of the guys right after they won the World Series, 
they still honored some of the commitments they had made, not even knowing that they would be in the World Series. They were like, okay, wait a minute. Here's days later. They're out doing things out in the community. I was blown away. You know, we were we literally had uh, two days or less than two days to plan a parade, you know, in the city of Arlington. And that was a tremendous undertaking, something that obviously we had never done before. Um, and for all of our guys to kind of stick around and obviously want to celebrate, you know, this championship with our fans, that was something that was incredibly important to them. Um, but to do that, you know, to I had heard the numbers were anywhere from 500,000 to 700,000 yes. fans that, that showed up. You know, but our fans, our our players wanted to be there. It was that was really important to celebrate with them. And um, you know, it's just it's been a whirlwind for all these guys. You have to remember, very few of these guys have ever been in a in a situation uh, like celebrating a World Series. Obviously, Corey and and Scherzer. You know, those guys mm-hmm. uh, were fortunate enough to be a part of World Championship teams. But really, I mean, if you look at our our lineup from top to bottom, it's you know, very few of us have have experienced anything like this. So it's it's a new it's a new feeling, but hopefully a feeling that we'll we'll be getting used to in the years to come. Let's talk about that celebration for a minute because it got Bafo reviews. First of all, there was nothing quote unquote bad that happened. I was talking to different uh, uh, first responders and and police officers that were there, and I was like, I was telling those guys, I say, I knew you guys could handle this. And this is, I was out there in the middle of all that too, and I was like, I knew you guys could handle yeah. this because there have been like Ranger games where the Cowboys played the same day, or there have been Ranger games where Bad Bunny was in concert, or or even Taylor Swift was in concert the same night as a Rangers game. And I said, so there was lots of crowds, and I knew you could handle the cars and the crowds. I said, but this is just absolutely amazing. And one officer pointed out, he said, you know why? He said, it's amazing because everybody that's here, you know, between the 500 to 700,000 people who actually showed up, everybody was happy. Everybody was there because they were so happy that the Rangers won. It wasn't like, oh, uh, a certain group of fans from another team were in town and their team lost. Or the Rangers happened to lose the game to the uh, team that was visiting. Everybody there was just happy. And uh, I don't know if there was anything you might want to reflect on what you had to do that particular day or, or going into it or anything you were nervous about, but... On the whole, I mean, even the weather cooperated. It was perfect weather. It wasn't freezing cold. It wasn't rainy. It wasn't a hundred degrees. It was absolutely a beautiful day. I think I think you nailed it. Uh, I think uh, just with regards to everybody's just disposition and everybody just, you know, the 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 cool thing about that day. I mean, that day was just so surreal, much like winning uh, the World Series, but more so celebrating with our fans because you saw you saw generations yeah. of fans, people that, you know, were my age, that, you know, people that, you know, are, you know, my, my father's age, people that have, have been a part of this ball club since 1972, even before we moved here from Washington, even back then. I mean, th- there are people that have followed us for, for years and years that just wanted to see uh, the actual trophy that just wanted to be a part of, you know, something celebratory, something that just was uh, that it that we had never seen before, you know, in the Metroplex, um, obviously from a baseball perspective. But, you know, I think um, driving to the ballpark that morning mm-hmm. was um, first of all, it was a little bit eerie because I I, I, I live in Fort Worth and I, I left my house probably around 430 just to get to the ballpark at five had some work to do you know sort of prepping for the for the day 
Um, and I was actually, um, I later found out that I was tasked with driving uh, Leody Taveras around uh, in the parade, which was really fun. <laughs> and just getting to see, you know, everybody, you yeah. know, uh, curbside to curbside. And, um, but, but just even getting to the ballpark at 5 a.m., people were lined up. Yeah. Just, you know, trying to stay warm. It was a very sort of chilly morning. Uh, you know, people, uh, they had these little makeshift fires that were, you know, from a safety perspective, the, 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 the police and everyone knew that, you know, these little sort of hand warmers that were out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was bizarre because the sun hadn't even come up yet. It was <laughs> dark and people were lined up in their jackets and mm-hmm. eating and playing music. And, uh, you know, it just was so it was bizarre. I mean, and it was so, it was so cool to see that many people, you know, prepare for a, a, a parade that was literally like five hours uh, ahead of time. So um, it just was um, incredibly special. Uh, the the morning, it was a perfect morning, you know, um, just, just the, the anticipation of, of, you know, everyone, you know, lining the streets and obviously, um, the players lining up uh, in, in our trucks and you know, everybody sort of getting ready to, to drive. I mean, it was an incredibly short, uh, um, you know, trail that, that we followed, but we, you know, we were driving slow. I was told, Hey, you know, don't, you know, try to drive between six to eight miles an hour, make sure you go slow, make sure all the fans mm-hmm. see the players. And uh, it was special, man. It was just a, it was a different feeling in the air. Uh, like you said, everybody was happy and you saw, you know, you know, you literally saw babies to people in their 80s and their 90s, yeah. you know, that just had been living and waiting for this one moment in time. And and it was really special. Yeah. People came from all over. They parked far and wide. They were parking off the highways and walking several miles. People totally enjoyed it because the day was very, very special. and was, The weather was outstanding. Like I said, I was there covering it uh, with the broadcast for 105 through the fan and there are parts of the parade that a lot of people didn't know about that I got a chance to see. You know, I, I was down on the field when there were some player interviews before the parade began. And also in Globe Life Field itself, there was a special setup for a lot of the family members and staff. Can you talk about what went to all that? Because you took care of so many people. The Rangers took care of so many people as far as making it special, making sure there was plenty of food, making sure they had some place to hang out and watch. Can you talk about all those fine details? Because I was totally impressed, and I was very impressed, again, with all the people who either donated their time or just donated their time or their their talents and their treasure to just make everything run so smoothly. I mean, you, I, mean, I just couldn't believe all how – it was just so nice. It was just so, so nice. You know, that, that just really goes to the, the, the planning and literally we're, you know, when we won game five, we're all in Phoenix, we're all, you know, celebrating, we're having a great time and everything, but really there were departments within our ball club that really couldn't totally celebrate to the level of some of us that could. Mm -hmm. And because they literally, they knew, you know, we, we knew that, you know, we had to turn around uh, a parade in less than 48 hours. Right. Um, and to make sure. You had to be ready. Everyone... You had to be ready one way or the yeah. other. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, there were some people, I, you know, and I heard some chatter from some folks who were like, oh, you know, it's okay if you guys, you know, lose one game. We'll win in Arlington. We'll do the parade. You know, it'll be done. All that. And then I was like, well, first of all, we need to take care of business in Phoenix. And 
you know, yeah. that, that's what we did. But, yeah. but, but more so, you know, from a prep standpoint, there were so many people that worked incredibly hard in our front office to make sure that this parade not only was uh, a, a first class parade, you know, something that obviously we didn't have a blueprint for, right. you know, there was no blueprint, you mm-hmm. know, so literally everyone, you know, pulled together um, and did such an amazing job with the help of the city of Arlington and our, and our, our fine people that work in our police department, uh, fire and everyone, and just was incredibly done. It was, it was, and then also to make sure that obviously our players and, and their families and, yeah. and people that have, you know, made, you know, significant contributions to this ball club, people in the press that did just such an amazing job covering this. I mean, this was all hands on deck, you know, this preparation and just to see it go, um, you know, without any incident and, you know, to make sure that, you know, our fans were happy. And obviously there are some, there are some things that, you know, for the next parade, you know, we're, we're going to make some improvements, but, you know, um, for our first one, this was, this was a really well done parade. Very, very nice. We're talking with Ray Casas. Ray, of course, is the director of community impact with the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. And you guys still have things coming up this fall and this this wintertime the, over the holidays that you've been planning for a while. Can you talk about that? And then we got to talk about next year because the next summer is going to be special, let alone the, the season that's going to be playing. Um, we're going to get into that. I don't want to say exactly what's going to happen in July. A lot of people probably know, but a lot of people might have forgot. What's going on right now with the Texas Rangers as far as the, the community is concerned and, and all the things you, you guys do with all the different groups? Yeah, I mean, it really hasn't stopped since uh, since we got back from Phoenix. Obviously, I mentioned mm-hmm. that you know we were in Washington, D.C. with our veterans, um, and, and now really it's all about pr- making sure and providing um, you know, toys and resources for, for families that, uh, certainly are challenged, uh, this year. And, um, you know, it, it's really, uh, a, a commitment, a continued commitment from our front office and our Texas Strangers Baseball Foundation that, you know, we're able to do these things. And we're so thankful to sponsors and, and donors, individual donors that have given to our foundation so we can make sure these families, um, don't go without right. um, this holiday season. So as, as I mentioned, you know, with our turkey distribution this past week, and we just have other um, uh, other programs that we support and, and provide and, and make sure that um, we continue to support our community uh, the way that our community has supported us. You know, and as we as we sort of get into the new year, you know, my, my job and, and a big chunk of what I'll be doing is preparing for the 2024 uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Game, which, yeah, by the way, I think that was probably the biggest thing that was coming. Who knew that we would uh, <laughs> not only go to the World Series, but win a World Series and then, you know, obviously host uh, the, the All-Star, All-Star Game in Game, July. Yeah. But so it's, you know, it's a lot, man. But, you know, it's just um, what a what a blessing to be able to be a part of all these things. And, and then obviously, uh, you know, work with Major League Baseball to make sure that, you know, we bring a um, a world class, first class uh, all star game here to Arlington. And and by the way, we just uh, we just confirmed that um, on Friday. Or I'm sorry, not Friday. On July 12th, um, I forget exactly what day that is, but on July 12th, we will be hosting the uh, the second annual HBCU Swingman Classic. It's Excellent. Ken Griffey Jr.'s uh, Ken Griffey Jr.'s um, all star game that mm-hmm. you know highlights uh, all the HBCU all stars. Um, from all over, and we'll be doing that at, at Globe Life Field. That'll be the first event of the All Star Week, um, and uh, obviously with 
having the all-star game on July 16th. So, you know, we're super excited about that. It's a, you know, we're, as soon as I get off this uh, with you, I'll be, you know, handling a few phone calls that are going to be um, in preparation for, for all that. So uh, it's exciting, man. I mean, just, um, you know, we, you look at what we did with the parade, you look at what we did with the world series and, you know, hosting game one and game two um, that will pale in comparison to all-star week because there's just so many activations there's so many events that go on um, literally during those six days leading up to the all-star game. But also um, we've got some really big surprises that we're going to be unveiling very soon in the next couple of months about some community legacy projects that we're going to be leaving behind as part of, as part of the all-star week. That is fantastic. In fact, Ray, the last time we talked on this show, you had just come back from Seattle and their All-Star Week, and you guys are taking all kinds of notes and 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 picking their brains as, as well as preparing with the different groups that would be coming to Texas in 2024. So with all those things in mind, you were also, let me have you kind of refresh everybody's memory, you were painting some pictures about how it's almost going to be like a village out there. It's going to be so many different kind of activities and things going on, and if any organization wanted to partner with the Rangers or the Rangers in the community, now is the time to start, you know, getting in touch with you or getting the email so that we can try to get some things done. Right. And then explain a little bit the way you kind of see those days unfolding, you know, that week you, you mentioned the, the King Griffey Jr. HBCU uh, game. Can you talk about some of the other things that happened in Seattle that may happen in Texas or some things that Texas might be bringing that you can tell? Because I know you mentioned you're going to launch or start uh, announcing over the spring some of the other big ones coming in. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be uh, a, a an all-hands-on-deck sort of uh, production as far as, you know, the events that are going to happen. The one thing that uh, I've learned over the course of, you know, uh, being a part of the, the All-Star Game in, in Seattle and and talking to the Major League Baseball and obviously you know, preparing for, for next year's All-Star Game is that, you know, Major League Baseball essentially runs the show. They run the production. Right. So it's, it's it you know, we're the hosts and, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're able to sort of, you know, give uh, advice on some guidance, um, some, local, we, we, yeah, some localness. Yeah. Yeah, and and we're you know obviously we know our community better than anybody else, right. but but as as far as what what they have to execute as far as the events are concerned, that's what they do. Yeah, that's what they. Yeah, do. that's that's right. And and so even even with everything that's going on, we kind of are working with them hand in hand. But a lot of what they have to do is is their production. It's their show. Mm-hmm. So you know. Um, we have been having some really great conversations with them, um, you know, over the last couple of months, ever, ever, literally when the all-star game ended in Seattle, then we, then it became our show and it's, it was the build up and sort of the reveal um, of what it's going to look like. And so as, as things have been confirming um, with the schedule and also, you know, you, you've got, I just mentioned the HBCU Swingman Classic, then you're going to have, uh, the futures game, mm-hmm. um, which is the, the the best and brightest high school uh, baseball players, will have an event as well. Um, then you have the celebrity softball game, which will be incredibly fun, and then obviously the home run derby, which is a fan favorite. And mm-hmm. then you've got the all star game that 
um, that will be there on the 16th. So, so many things, but just on top of all those things, there's going to be so much access um, in the fan village, um, which will be right outside of Globe Life Field. And as we're building the construction and what whatever that looks like, you know, more and more details will start to come out on what what um, the 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 map and what everyone will be able to visit. But but there, we'll make sure that you know there will be access for for fans that may may not be going to the game will be able to come by and you know get to meet with some of the old Ranger greats and sure. you know get autographs and it's just a really a fun experience for the kid because ultimately you know this is a kid's game you know we I think that's the one thing that we always try to remind people is that baseball is a kid's game and we want to make sure that kids and families are able to come in and take part in the experience. I tell you what. Arlington's entertainment district is going to be popping next summer, let alone Ranger games. You got the all-star weekend coming and it is, it's just absolutely amazing. And the last time, the only other time the all-star game has ever been in Arlington was in 94, uh, the, the year globe, excuse me, the year the ballpark opened up at the same mm-hmm. time, there was no Texas live. There was, you only had yeah. six flags. It was like, it, it was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, we're talking about that was a century ago ironically 30 something years ago and at the, at the same time you've got this this the host of the of the game is the world series champion and again i i can't say it enough everybody is so excited about anything rangers so so ray right now i hope you get some kind of rest a little bit and have some kind of a enjoyable holidays but for you personally what what's the next couple of weeks going to be like for you cuz you've been just like i said nonstop all year yeah, it's it, it's you know, but it's been fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no no complaints at all. I mean, if if I could have you know, if somebody could have told me that this would be my schedule the last month, I would have said bring it on. I mean, because this is what you dream for. This is what you. Right. This is what we play the game for. And you know, from a from a from a front office perspective, we couldn't be any happier than we are right now. Um, we're we have so many blessings to be thankful for as we you know embark on Thanksgiving and obviously the holiday season. So, you know, the next couple of weeks are just going to be about you know getting back to business and getting ready for next year, next season, uh, and obviously making sure that our community is taken care of. You know, the same way that our community is taking care of us and have have been there through the through the lean years, and obviously now. Uh, we're able to reap the benefits of the hard work that our front office and 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 everyone is putting forth on the field. So we're super excited. Uh, we'll have I'll have a nice little break with my family for the next couple of weeks. But you know we we hit it again in December and uh, get ready for next season. Well, let me tell you something. It's been fantastic. The ride continues. The journey is the reward, and everybody loves the World Series champion Texas Rangers. Ray Casas, thanks for joining us, and we'll be talking again to you real soon. Thanks, Chris. Happy Thanksgiving. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, 
the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And joining us right now is Ms. Pat Bailey. She is the executive director of a nonprofit organization providing caregiving, aging well resources to underserved communities. It's called Finding New Tomorrows. How are you doing, Ms. Pat? I am doing so well today. How about you, Chris? I am doing wonderful. Thank you again for inviting me to be involved with that that event that you had at Top Golf a few days ago. It was outstanding. Can you talk about, first of all, that event and how it came together so well. And again, you had a nice group of celebrities who were there, including uh, Mr. Raider himself, Tim Brown, a buddy who's also in the pro football hall of fame. You also had, uh, I think uh, you had, Oh, you also had lots of different Greg Ellis, Greg Ellis there as well. Former Dallas Cowboy, Mm -hmm. Greg Ellis. You had all kinds of interesting people there. It was just Derek, 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 I'm Derek James, the, the trainer for Earl Spence Jr., the boxing trainer of the year. He was there as well. But you had a lot of different people who donated their time, talents, and treasure for a very good cause. Well, I have to start with thanks. So thank you for being such an advocate and being president in the moment Sure. to help be our, our, our master of ceremonies for the event. I appreciate that greatly. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to be on Better Living. This is an opportunity for us to bring awareness to Finding New Tomorrows. Mm-hmm. But relative to actually bringing the event together, I want to take us to a place where we understand when you deal with a lot of not-for-profits and the place that we stand for in this instance, Finding New Tomorrows, is very targeted toward caregiving. Mm-hmm. You try to to create events and activations that bring about also fun. It's like, how can I bring a subject matter that has 81 billion people paying out of pocket for caregiving today? Right. How do I bring attention to the fact that as it relates to even people of color, one in two black families are impacted by Alzheimer's disease, which is a large facet of caregiving today. And since I'm a golfer, I just said, why don't we go do a golf event? But, oh, it's probably going to be cold, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, November. So November. Let's do the event at Top Golf. Let's test it out as the first fundraiser for Finding New Tomorrows. And let's see what we can do. And we were able to raise a significant amount of money as well as donate money for respite care to a very, very uh, deserving caregiver as well. Awesome sauce. It was, it, was, it, was it was It was a great event. And again, I think you reached a lot of good people. But more importantly, I think even more people need to know about finding new tomorrows. How did you start this organization? Because you touched my heart when you were explaining about it uh, at the event. Most people know me in the marketplace as caregiver coach Pat Bailey and that I coach uh, corporations, ministries, families, and individuals on how to learn how to age well together. 
Finding New Tomorrows was born because I was actually getting ready to curate a show about two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And the producer came and said, you know, you really are in the marketing lane. We need a title for the show. And I am a God-centric person. I went to bed and came up with Finding New Tomorrows. The opportunity in that instance is when you are a caregiver, such as in the case with my mom who died as a result of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Uh, after seven years, and that even though I had so much help with my siblings, the real opportunity is is always tomorrow is, is in front of you in a different way. You don't know what it's going to bring. There's a lot that you don't understand. So can we create an organization around something that we don't really understand is happening to us? We, we understand that it's going to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I we're not predictive you. in our steps. Right. So why don't I teach you how to be one of two things? Because this is what it's going to be is a a lane of, I guess it could be as explicit as creation itself. You're either going to be a caregiver. You're going to be cared for. Mm -hmm. The difference is you don't know how to be a caregiver. Right. You have to be equipped. You have to kind of know what to do. You have to know what to do. So we actually help create these education opportunities for corporations under the ERG programs. Mm -hmm. Um, We actually do this also for a lot of ministries and that we know that from the lane of trust, the consumer population of of those individuals that we serve, you know, they, they, they trust the church to be a guiding light in the area of being their parent being cared for. And we know coming out of Ephesians, six, two, and three, that it's an honorable act for us to care for our loved one. So ministries has become a large facet of our teaching over the last few years as well. And then of course there's coaching families and coaching individuals. What I love most about the program is getting families prepared for what's coming because Mm -hmm. it is coming. Yeah, exactly. When you talk, especially when you talk about aging, you know what I mean? There is, there is a finality. It's not like everybody stays forever. There, there are those who reach into the hundreds. My grandmother is 101. And Miss Pat, God I, bless her. I've got to tell you this. You will love this. She is on top of her game. She doesn't use a hearing aid. She only uses glasses to read. I mean, you can call on the phone right now and she'll talk to you about everything. She still cooks. She gets around without a walker. And one day, you know, she said to me, she said, Chris, I said, what? Granny, what's going on? She goes, they won't let me wash my own clothes. I said, Granny, this is your house. You can do whatever you want to do. She said, no, they won't let me wash my own clothes. I said, why don't you just wait till somebody's not around and you just go in the laundry room and you can wash your own clothes? She said, Chris, they put the top on the tide too tight. I can't open it. (laughs) She is very independent. Oh my gosh, that is such, so you know what's interesting about what you just said? Mm -hmm. In the area of adding value to the caregiver space, those little things are the things that help our family still feel, our family members that are being cared for. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, the ones who are being cared for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that they they get a sense of value. Right. This is. It's, it's almost if you were an educator, you could say it's something like the Montessori method in some ways. Mm-hmm. It's just that can they still shell some peas? Right. Can they still the fold little some things. clothes? Yeah, the little the things. Little things. 
to still have their independence, to still be able to do the things that they love to do or things that they know they can do. So that is so powerful. That's under the umbrella that we call daily living aids. Mm -hmm. And under daily living aids, you're talking about helping them manage a lifestyle that they can still be involved and still be engaged and that we tend to want to overcompensate and take from them. And I'm like, I'm with you, Granny. Look, we're going to work it where that cap is not going to always be so tight. So exactly. if I'm over there, I'm going to loosen the, tie, the the cap a little bit for you so you can get uh, at it, right? Oh, I went and bought us some Tide Pods. <laughs> yes. I, how did I know you were going to do that? You, how did I know you were going yes, to do that? Yes, because Granny got to wash her clothes. She want to wash her own clothes. So that's what she we do. Wash. In particular, she wants to watch her wash her own underwear. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. I don't. Why wouldn't we allow her to have that dignity? And, and finding new tomorrows is really and truly all about putting dignity back in the process of caregiving. So when there you, you find when the caregiver, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dignity. I mean, I love what but you're would, doing, and I want you to keep elaborating because, I mean, what you're doing is something special that a lot of people don't even think about or they put off until tomorrow. Yeah, I would say that the. I think if, if we share the statistics associated with what's going on, we've got about 56 million people over the age of 65 right now. That in itself is major. Mm-hmm. Number two, we have one in six seniors living in poverty. That is a major concern. How in this country would we get to the place where there would be the elderly not having food on their table? Right. That is unconscionable. Okay. Uh, I shared a stat earlier, the $81 billion out of pocket of things that you're buying to care for your loved ones. You have the unpaid hours of about, I think it's like something like, 271 272 billion dollars of the work that you're doing so if you go down the lane that i was in and even though once again i had help with my siblings for me it was about a hundred thousand dollars over seven years Mm. of personal monies to get this done Mm -hmm. i don't want folks to be concerned or scared about the money i am more concerned about them being able to have a good heart you see, if we don't care for those that cared for us, or, or, or if we don't understand that we are mandated to do that, who's going to care for us when we need it? Exactly. We're teaching generations right now that our elder, the parents, are not important. Right. It's and almost I, like... I the, find co- that yeah, it's, it's really interesting because, again... A lot of people are caught up in technology and instant gratification, and they almost not toss aside um, older people, but they kind of shrug their shoulders. Yeah, you know what? I think that's, I think the shrugging the shoulder is a powerful point. I also recognize that we have a lot of toxicity in relationships themselves today. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We have quite a few um, groups of individuals who are saying they're walking away from their parents because they consider their parents to be toxic. Mm -hmm. I'm saying to them that outside of you being mandated as an individual, one of God's children to take care of that 
individual who cared for you, let me first identify with the fact that you don't know how to do it. So let me give an example. If you or I need to be cared for by another individual, do you have your legal construct available? So we help you understand where's your power of attorney and mm-hmm. which one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have real estate, where's your tide? Where's your wills? If you've got real estate and a business, where is where is your trust? You get my point? Right. We help you understand these checklist items that go on the legal side. Then we come over to the financial side. Obviously, caregiving is costly. It is. The thing that happens within certain communities of color, they get to be 65 and they think that the federal government is going to carry and take care of all of these costs. Well, unfortunately, when you look at the lane of Alzheimer's and you need to go into um, a facility that's for memory care, Mm -hmm. it may very well not pay for you. If you don't have the insurance product. Okay. Yes. Yes. So most, many people right now don't have what's called long-term care insurance. Long-term care insurance is not easily written today in the United States. There's maybe a few providers. Most of the time it's annuities. How do you know? What do you know about that? Do you even know what the financial status is of your parent to understand how you can care for them. Do you even know as you get to open enrollment, what you need to look for in the re-enrollment process for them and their current disease state? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Honestly, this is all about fighting new tomorrows is about girding the, the community at large across what we call the phases of caregiving where we're going to help you address the issue of denial. Mm -hmm. We're going to help address the issue all the way to management of the process. And in management, you go through the, the steps of the checklist and understanding each of those areas. But the other side of it is also that for you to know and understand as we do this and we secure donations, we're turning those monies right back around to give to caregivers that need respite care. Cause I can't even explain to you what it is like for you to give your life up for a parent caring for a loved one. It's very complicated. It's very complicated again. And it's, it's, it's really, it makes it easier on the caregiver. If like you said, they're able to understand the entire picture, go through the check boxes and know what they can do on that level. And then, like you said, on the personal level, the human level, you're, you're taking care of your loved ones. That's where it's like, oh, my goodness, because it's almost like you know it's a burden to a degree, but you don't want it to be a, a tremendous burden. Am I wrong? Yeah, you really don't. And unfortunately, because you're caring for another human being, that in many instances, they may very well have a debilitating disease. Right. They may even be cross-pollinated across various diseases at the same time. Mm -hmm. They might have diabetes and Alzheimer's. That's exactly correct. Um, And in that instance, they have diabetes and they probably have have actual hypertension, high blood pressure at the same time. Yeah, so there are multiple things that are, are in consideration as to what's going on. So now you've got to manage all of the drug state. Now I've got a man, and then you lay you lay in Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. So when you think about diabetes and you think about hypertension and how it's managed and managed over time, 
that's one to two different lanes, right? Right. You add in Alzheimer's where the person consistently begins to change. If not every year, every two to three years, um, my mother went fetal. Mm. Completely incommunicado. Like she wasn't there. Wow. And Let alone remember your name. She just wasn't there. No, she just wasn't there. And I would say that um, I, I counsel people sometimes who talk about their parents in the state of Alzheimer's, how they can't remember things mm -hmm. and they can't remember a name and they can't and they, they course correct them all the time. And I'm like, honestly, they're still talking. Whatever they say is good for me. Right. Because, Do not yeah, don't let them right. Let, let, let them try to communicate. Let them communicate. Let them work through them this. Absolutely. You know, you have such uh, such wisdom and great advice when you came up with the idea for the foundation, the nonprofit. And we're talking again with with Miss Pat Bailey, and she is the founder and executive director of Finding New Tomorrows, a nonprofit providing caregiving aging well resources, especially to under, underserved communities. When you, I mean, this seems like such a, a great task, but you, you really have it down. How, how are you able to like sort these things out? And again, you've been doing, you've been in this field for a while, but I'm just impressed with the knowledge that you're spouting right now. Yeah, I have really and truly been blessed to be a, um, a senior level executive for years in the hair care space. Mm -hmm. So my last corporate assignment as a corporate executive was vice president of marketing at ProLine. Right so here I in had Dallas. the pleasure right here in Dallas. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. The I actually came to that. <laughs> oh my gosh, Mr. C, I love me some Mr. Coma Cottrell. Yeah. Family. Yes. So oh, let me, let me say I, this for those who don't know on this show, Mr. Coma Cottrell was also a part owner of the World Series champion Texas Rangers back in the day. Yes. Yes, he was. Mm -hmm. Which was a first. Yes, of African-American, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a first. He and Charlie so, Pride. Yes, I, you know, I forgot about Charlie Pride uh -huh. being in that position. Yep. So I came down from Chicago. Right. And what I didn't know at the time was my mom had Alzheimer's and I didn't know it because the early signs are sometimes uh, you, you don't notice it the way that you should. I, I actually have triggers that I have written down for my family, pay attention to the following things. When I begin to cognition decline, impact these areas, we need to have a conversation. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So when you say, well, what got me in this lane, I have been creating brands all of my life, technically, from a business standpoint, I started at 25 with four beauty supply stores and two salons and a distributorship wow. in Chicago. And um, I moved to uh, two other major hair care companies in Chicago. I was downsized and came here. So I'm used to creating. Not let me say it another way, Chris. I, I so I'm so thankful to God for giving me the ability to problem solve for his people. There you go. And so this is what's hilarious. You ready? Mm -hmm. In that end, 
it's almost as if um, I have God is saying, my people are going to be in trouble. And this is what I need you to do. And I'm not going to argue with him at my age either, by the way. <laughs> there you go. That's right. You heard the word and you said, okay, let me execute. Exactly. And as a result, finding new tomorrows becomes uh, a bold, brazen execution because it is a new or non-for-profit. But we started out the gate giving monies away, living our word. We have to demonstrate how caring is done because if we set the example, then the other communities that are part of our world or the larger community will also be a part of doing something similar. We need mm -hmm. to take care of the community. Yeah, and, and and your website. I, I want I want people to actually look through your website as well because it's so great. I have to give you props on this. It's findingnewtomorrows.com, dot com, and it is yes. so great. In other words, I, I think you recognize that's your calling card. I mean, you that's what people when they want to hear about what you're doing, they go there first to check you out. They check off the boxes to say, okay, is this is this something I want to be involved in? Is this is something a group I want to be a partner of? Or this is, is this some group that I want to utilize? And I think you've done a fantastic job with that. Can you talk about, you know, what it took to get that that website? It is so it's fabulous. It was a it was approximately a four to five month process in developing this particular type of website because we needed to be consumer centric, mm -hmm. but we also needed it to be inclusive from the lanes of the categories that we like to serve. I love the corporation lane because here it is that here it was that, excuse me, I was a corporate executive. There was nothing for me. I, I, I looked around. My mom has Alzheimer's. What am I going to do? I go to the library. I go to the bookstore. At that time, there was there was really virtually nothing. It was all in scientific lingo. There yeah. wasn't a process. Right. It makes a lot of sense. It's like, okay, this is what the doctor should know. Right. So how do I process my way through? Like if, if, if we were, if I'm a, if I'm parenting and I'm having a child, I have nine months to work towards what that room is going to look like. What's in the drawer, what is in the pantry for the food, mm -hmm. what type of bottles. Literally it was a snap of a finger. And now you go and figure it out by yourself. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to do that anymore. Right. So in building the website, I'm so happy that you commented on this, Chris. It was, it's built to give people a level of comfort in the process and they can find their way in buckets of if it's corporations, if it's ministries, if it's families or if it's individuals. Exactly. I love the way that's laid out. Go ahead. So keep in mind that on the corporate citizen side, I know for a fact there are these these individuals and caregiving is done a lot from the from the female lane for a variety of different reasons. About 70, 80 percent of all caregiving exists with women that they're sitting on these desks no different than where I was. Why don't you bring that in under your ERG programs? Mm -hmm. Why don't you why don't we have educational sessions? For them, and by the way, let's not do it for. Think about it from the standpoint of just age. Everybody needs to understand how to age well in America today. Exactly, it, especially because boomers, the boom, the baby boomers—that's the largest 
population in the United States, baby boomers, they're in that bracket now. And there are so many people who need to be aware. So in in that instance, we now go after, we go after the grandkids. We go after the, Mm -hmm. um, the millennials, right? The millennials. Now we're hitting millennials because it is extremely important to know the number of children that are caring for their grandparents. Also, they come home from school. I mean, you walk, you walked into your grandmother's house and she immediately told you her secret. They won't let me do my laundry. So the grandchild becomes that little secret force in the household that gets the grandparent that extra piece of food or something that's served that day. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, they become a sitter themselves. Uh, so this is really probably the, the the more simplified way that I want everyone to wrap their arms around this. Finding new tomorrows is really and truly all about the process of family. It's what we grew up with. Yeah. I'm a boomer. Mm-hmm. So I have, a, I have something that you don't know, by the way, Chris. You ready? What's that? I formally turned 70 today. No way. Way. I'm saying that because I met you at the at the uh, event, the 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 top golf event and and I I thought you were like in your 40s. Seriously. 40s. God bless you for that. Oh, I'm just saying, you had all that energy, but I don't let you look good like, you know, you moving around. I, I didn't see a gray hair in your head. So I I tell people that God is my Dorian Gray. <laughs> there you go. That he's keeping me young because I'm serving. Mm-hmm. But you know what I you know which, what I tell people? I tell people my mom and daddy have good genes, and I'm just trying to take care of them. <laughs> you know what? That's a, I need right. I'm I'm a I'm a gene keeper. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you like you had that, that one too. That's 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 real. That's real succinct, and and people understand. No, that's you. That goes <laughs> on your shirt. That's going on your shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are a gene keeper. So this is just the way we should family together. Yeah. It's all about so, family. Yeah. And so it's like go down from the boomers to the Xers to the millennials mm-hmm. to, to the, the Zers. Yeah. The Zs. Yeah. Let's all of them. We all need to get into this together. And in this instance, the website will over time then have classes online that you also will be able to take. So this is my actually coaching people to be caregivers. Yes. Now you, you mentioned the ERG groups, the, the uh, employee resource groups in the corporations. Have you had much traction with them? Because again, it's built for them as well. Yes. So we actually did, we did an event. We did two events for Microsoft in the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. We've been at some events for like when they do their employee resource groups um, we've done that as well where we show up on campus. We've been invited to do that and we're looking to do more Good, because we stand, we stand there as well as in the lobbies of churches with families crying on our shoulders because they are truly suffering in silence. Yeah. And they have nowhere to go and they right. don't know anyone to turn to. Right. And again, they don't and they don't know how long it's going to last and they don't know if they're up to the challenge. And and what what a great word, um, because it is going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. But you make um, you make it less of a challenge when, you, again, you offer them t- the tools and the tools are on your website. And again, everyone at some point is going to need some 
help with care, whether it's for themselves or for their seniors. And this is just an opportunity to help solve some of those challenges and help people get through those challenges. And that's what you that's what you're there for. And I'm I'm just amazed by all of this. I appreciate it. I'm so excited that you got a chance to spend time with the website. And I would be able to say to the to the audience as a whole, I um I can honestly say, Chris, I was built for this. Yes, you are. I'm I'm telling you, as we continue to talk and what I saw you do, what you were working the room at that golf event, and I was like, she knows and what you were doing was spreading the word about what you do, not just, you know, not just the small talk. The small talk was there, too, because you're a you're family person, you're a friendly person. But you were reminding people what the cause was all about, but you were doing it in such a, a bright way that it wasn't intrusive. It was like it was a, it was a cautious reminder, but it was a it was a friendly reminder. And I love the way you were doing that. I appreciate that, especially since we know we're going to do that event again next year. So I'm hoping you'll be able to still be involved. Well, for sure. Uh, we even we even have our date, which is November the 16th for next year. How about that? So we're moving right ahead because that's going to be one of our anchor events because it was a lot of fun for my golfing buddies. And it was a great way for the community to give back. And that was my way of letting them see, look at what we're able to do together as family. Like we threw a party with a purpose mm-hmm. that is more purposed than ever and under the domain of what God wants us to do. It can't get much better than that. Can't get much better than that. Is there, okay. uh, other than the website, findingnewtomorrows.com, finding is there any other way people might want to partner with their business with you or or volunteer or work with you? Is there any way, other way to reach you? Um, most assuredly. So Finding New Tomorrows, of course, is a really good way for them to fill out a form it's where it says best. get involved. Exactly. And and we respond accordingly. Uh, in addition, they can come to me on social media. I'm found at caregiver coach Pat Bailey, which is what I'm known as on Instagram. And they're learning and teachings out there as well, which I think is extremely important. Those are the easiest way. So that way we can document what their needs are also. Along with that, when they go in Monday to tomorrow's and they fill out that form, it even allows them to set up a Calendly appointment with me. Fantastic. She is Pat Bailey, the founder and CEO of Finding New Tomorrows. And thank you all for joining us on Better Living, a show about people or organizations having a big impact here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold. So long, everybody. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.